This is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Corey provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles. Hello and welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, give us a call at 614-760-0670 or visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And while you're at my website, click on that radio page to check out past shows and subscribe to iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Also, feel free to join us every Saturday morning at 6.30 a.m. on Channel 28, the Fox Network here in Central Ohio, and you can catch our 30-minute TV show, which is Financially Fit with Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Well, I'd like to welcome my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you today? I've never been better. I've had a great week, spent a a nice weekend last weekend with my family. Uh, That was good. Been working hard this week. Looking forward to this show I know you've been coming up with some interesting topics lately, trying to keep the show fresh and help our listeners out there with a lot of tips. And this is going to be a good one. But Corey, as usual, you're looking good. You're wide awake, excited for the show. I can tell. How have you been, though? What's going on over there at Safe Harbor? You know, everything's been going good. It seems like uh, the only the only bad part going on is it seems like we get rain every day. Yeah. And uh, it's, 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 it's amazing with the rain. But, you know, from a business standpoint, you know, we're meeting with uh, clients. I just got back from a meeting in Chicago, um, which is a good, good way to uh, be able to, uh, you know, learn some more, you know, new topics and things like that or implement some new things within, within our company. It's always good to sit down with some other advisors and kind of have a little round table to find out what some of the best things are. Um, you know, that we can maybe possibly implement it, you know, here at Safe Harbor as well. So things are good. Looking forward to the summer now and, uh, you know, looking forward to always, you know, meeting with clients and prospects. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up, Corey, because I think it's great and it's good for our listeners to know that you're constantly updating uh, your skills and knowledge base uh, to stay on top of what's happening out there because uh, finances and how they work, things change, you know. Uh, taxes, Medicare, the economy, uh, the healthcare, uh, all these things are evolving and you like to stay current and really go to these, uh, really these roundtables and make sure that you have the best possible information for your clients to keep them up to date and keep them on the right track. So that's really great. I knew that you were at a big roundtable in Chicago with some of the top advisors in the nation. That's fantastic. And I'm looking forward to this one today because uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about avoiding phone scams and tariffs, right? I mean, these topics have been in the news a lot lately. You know, that's that's right, Tony. You know, I kind of wanted to address two topics that have been in the news lately and examine how they could potentially impact our listeners. While phone scams and tariffs don't have much in common, they both have the potential to create chaos for our finances. So with that in mind, we're going to first dive in and examine some of the common phone scams, 
you know, we'll be talking about some scams highlighted in a recent uh, Reader's Digest article. Watch out. These 10 phone scams could really steal your money. So our goal is to really give you information that can help you avoid, you know, falling for these types of scams. Phone scams are, are an increasing problem. You know, according to a September 2018 press release from firstorient.com, a company designed to provide transparency and communication, nearly 50% of US mobile traffic will be, you know, scam calls by 2019. So, you know, with that being said, we wanna make sure that you're you know, arming yourself with knowledge about different types of phone scams that could be useful in keeping your financial information safe. And I mean, we, you know, these robocalls and everything like that, Tony, it's just, it's becoming more and more of a nuisance. Yeah. So they're saying this year, uh, by the end of the year, uh, 50% of mobile traffic will be scam calls. That is crazy. Uh, that sounds awful. That, I mean, that's absolutely correct, Tony. You know, not only are there a lot more scam phone calls, there are, you know, also many different types of phone scams. You know, the first one mentioned in the Reader's Digest article is the one, and this was probably popular a few years ago too, and that is, you know, can you hear me scam. That is, you know, it's a con designed to record your voice when you're, you know, you answer the phone yes. So this recording then can be used to claim that you agreed to something you didn't. So one way to avoid this is to answer in a full sentence. You know, Reader's Digest suggests using, you know, a phrase like, you know, can I hear you? And you can just respond, you know, just fine instead. Ah, yeah. So don't I, use that. Yeah, just don't, you know, don't use that definite yes or, or no. Yeah, and that seems so innocent. I mean, we all remember that classic commercial, the can you hear me now line. I, I guess it's easier for people to get confused then and give the scammers exactly what they want in response. Yeah, you know, Tony, that, that is a very, you know, more memorable, I guess you could say, commercial. So this next scam is especially prevalent during tax season. You know, the caller is going to pretend to be an internal revenue service agent threatening legal action if you don't pay a balance immediately. You know, they may even ask you to confirm your personal information. So this, you know, this all is a scam as well. The IRS only uses official letterhead for, you know, communications. As a matter of policy, they won't call you. Even if you feel the call might be legit, hang up and call the IRS directly. You know, if you do have an issue, the official phone number should connect you with the appropriate department. Yeah, in fact, they tried that one. They called our house and said uh, the call was from the IRS and we owed money and that we needed to pay it immediately with a credit card over the phone. Obviously a scam. Uh, to repeat to our listeners out there what you just said, that's great advice, Corey. The IRS will never call you. They always send a letter instead on their official letterhead, as you stated. That's correct, Tony. You know, but while the IRS won't call you, you know, your bank might. So how do you know if these calls are legitimate? Perhaps your bank is calling to verify recent transactions on your card. You know, you can, you can safely answer yes or no to these questions, but don't provide any additional information. You know, if they ask for further details, hang up, you know, flip your bank card over and call the customer service number on the back. They can, you know, verify that, that you know, if the call is, is really legitimate. Yeah, I've actually done that. Uh, if my bank calls me, I say, I'm going to hang up and call you back using the 800 number. And I call back on the actual number that's on my bank card. Uh, and I'm sure that when somebody seems to know information about you, it makes it seem more legitimate, but it could be a phone scam. 
You know, that's something that, you know, scam artists, Tony, are really counting on. You know, another tactic involves curiosity. You know, curiosity is the hardest to resist and the one ring scam, you know, plays into that. You know, your phone will ring, but just once. The scammers want you to call back out of curiosity so they can confirm that your number is working. Now, they may answer or call you back later and flip the script by asking why you called them. Then in your confusion, they can, you know, try and get important personal data from you as well. Mm. That just feels like a dirty trick, you know, to confuse and overwhelm people. Well, you know, Tony, really technology really can be frustrating as well as confusing. And scammers use these emotions to con you out of your data. So in this next scam, you know, you could receive a call from someone claiming to be from a major technology company like Apple or Microsoft or Facebook or even your local internet provider. They may ask if you've had a computer or phone problems recently. They may then offer to fix the problem by having you download software or an app. So this malware will then slow down your computer or phone and potentially steal your sensitive information. So if you have problems that require tech support, you know, hang up and call the companies directly. Yeah, good advice. And that seems to be a trend though, incoming calls used to confuse people, steal our information, or to influence maybe a vulnerable person on the other end of the line, especially seniors who might not be tech savvy. Yeah, you know, one of the most disturbing, you know, phone scams really involves a call claiming to have a loved one held against their will. Now, this could be a child or a grandchild. You know, the scammers may even play on your emotions with dramatic acts like someone, you know, screaming in pain in the background or pleading for help. So in these scenarios, it would be easy to let your emotions carry you away. So try to contact a loved one or another or, you know, you don't want to try to contact them one way or another, but gather as much information from the caller as possible. You know, if they're willing to stay on the phone and help you confirm a monetary transaction, it's quite possible that they're a scammer and not a kidnapper. You know, kidnappers rarely stay on the phone for long. So if they're willing to hold while you wait, you know, while you get your wallet, it really should be a red flag. You know, they don't want to be, they don't want to be tracked. Yeah, that's true. Uh, That seems like an especially horrible scam, though. I I mean, I can't even imagine, especially as a parent, how terrifying it would be to get a call like that. You know, that's very true, Tony. And, you you know, hopefully talking about these types of phone scams today can, you know, even though it might be uncomfortable, is going to help our listeners be prepared if someone tries to scam them in the future. Yeah. And I just want to remind our listeners that are just joining the show, Corey, um, or if they missed part of the first segment and they want a chance to review what we've been talking about, they can always uh, download each of our episodes uh, from your website. And that's, uh, what is that website again? Safeharboroh.com? That's correct. It's safeharboroh.com. And you can feel free to even sign up for a podcast as well, but you can always listen, you know, right from our website as well. That's great. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that, uh, Tony, but, you know, about these previous episodes can really be a valuable resource as well, you know, for our, our listeners out there. Yeah. In the first segment, we mentioned several phone scams that can, you know, seem very legitimate. You know, another type of scam the article mentioned is jury eligibility. A target may receive a call that claims they're up for jury duty. Now, the scammer will then ask them to confirm some personal information. What they're really trying to do is steal sensitive information. So as we mentioned earlier, the best way to combat this attempt is to hang up and then call the phone number associated with the official department, courthouse, etc. 
Don't ask the caller for a number to call them back. If they're legitimate, you should be able to call them through an official number to confirm. And in most cases, every time I've also been on jury duty as well, Tony, I've always gotten something in the mail as well. Yeah. 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 You, you get it in the mail. Yeah. It's the calls you got to watch out for. And that sounds a lot like uh, the IRS and bank scams that you mentioned in the first segment. It's exactly, Tony. You know, the attempt is the same no matter what kind of smokescreen or disguise the scammer really uses, right? IRS, banks, jury duty, or even something like a sweepstakes giveaway. Incoming calls asking for your personal information, especially social security number or financial account information should always be treated with caution. So a healthy dose of skepticism here can be a valuable weapon against these scams, can it? That's very well put, Tony. You know, that brings us to the final phone scam we're going to discuss today. You know, as we mentioned before, scam artists are really going to prey on confusion. You know, they'll try scare tactics and, and, and they will at times also take advantage of an individual's charitable nature. Scammers can impersonate charities, political parties, lobbyists, nonprofit organizations, or even alumni associations. They'll use your charitable nature against you and ask for donations over the phone. While you may want to donate to any of these organizations or groups, it's really appropriate to ask them to mail you the information or to hang up and call the number directly. So this can be hard for some people. It's not easy to be rude, but it's better to feel rude than to put your financial data and accounts at risks. So yes, if they are asking for that charitable donation, just tell them to drop it in the mail. Okay, yeah, that makes sense too. And it sounds like a useful resource uh, are there any ways to check up on these charitable organizations? You know, that's a great question, Tony. You know, there, there are some resources to help you learn more about some of the organizations. One third-party resource is charitynavigator.org. And again, that's charitynavigator.org, which really rates organizations on factors like how much of each donation goes to the cause versus administrative cost. You know, Charity Navigator's rating system examines two broad areas of a charity's performance, their financial health and their accountability and transparency. Now, the ratings can help donors make informed decisions about, you know, where their money goes. Now, since 2001, they've rated more than 9,000 charities. So, I, you know, I'd always look at that just to make sure you understand exactly how they're, you know, utilizing your money. Yeah, and that sounds like a great way to check up on it, and that could help our listeners research those potential charities that contact them uh, so they can make sure to avoid scam artists. Now, uh, do you have any other insights before we take a, another break? Well, you know, Tony, you know, our goal at Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors is to really to help provide our clients with the confidence that they'll have the comfortable retirement that, that really you've worked so hard for. Now, if you visit our website at safeharboroh.com, or if you give us a call at 614-760-0670, just reference the radio show. We'll set you up with a complimentary no obligation meeting with me. And the most important part is we'll review your financial plan if you have one in place. And if you don't have one, we're gonna begin that process to you know, start building that financial plan so you can have a successful retirement. Again, all you need to do is just give us a quick call at 614-760-0670. All right. That sounds great. A great offer for our listeners out there. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back after these messages and focus on tariffs next. What are tariffs? How do they impact your wallet? 
We'll be right back with more of Corey Sickles here on Financially Fit Radio after this. There are 96 different months you could file for Social Security benefits. There's over 9,000 combinations if you are married. But that's not all. There's advanced filing strategies that can also be used. By the time you factor it all in, there are over 20,000 calculations that need to be run to find the best way to file for Social Security benefits. To request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report from Safe Harbor Retirement Group, visit safeharboroh.com. The Social Security Maximization Report will tell you exactly what to do and exactly when to do it. Welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, Give us a call at 614-760-0670 or visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And while you're at our website, you know, click on that radio page to check out past shows and subscribe to iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Also, feel free to join us every Saturday morning at 6.30 a.m. on Channel Fox or on Channel 28, which is the Fox Network here in Central Ohio. You can catch our latest 30-minute um, TV show, which is called... Uh, financially fit with Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Now, our final segment today focuses on something that's been in the news a lot lately, and that's tariffs. We're going to define what they are, outline their history, and discuss how they affect consumers. Now, today's reference is a magnifymoney.com article from August 2018, What Are Tariffs Anyway? So let's start by answering that question and define what tariffs are. So tariffs are actually taxes that the federal government slaps on products that are imported to the U.S. tariffs, and they're often a percentage of the value of the product that's being imported. Right, and you've certainly heard a lot in the past year or so when it comes to trade wars, tariffs, really across the globe, but how they're impacting us here. I mean, uh, I have family uh, that are farmers in uh, southern, southwestern Minnesota, or they grow, grow soybeans, and it's been a big concern, these tariffs there, uh, and has had some impact. So uh, it really is in the news a lot. It's very current, and everybody's wondering, how is it going to affect me? How is it going to affect us and our economy? So maybe you can help the listeners and myself understand how this all works. We hear different percentages in the news all the time. Of course, Tony. So for example, let's just say a tariff on a microwave is 25%, right? And a foreign company prices that microwave at $100. Now due to the tariff, an American company buying that microwave would have an, they're going to have to pay an additional $25. So this would bring the total cost of the microwave now, you know, the microwave now to $125. So the importer often passes the increased expense on to the consumer who purchases the microwave. Now that extra $25 doesn't go to the foreign company selling the microwave. Tariff proceeds go to the U.S. Department of Treasury. So just remember, it's the importer that's actually paying that $25. Ah, okay, that makes sense. So the tariff percentage can potentially impact the cost of goods that are being taxed. Uh, But tariffs, are they a new concept? They're not really, are they? Not at all, Tony. You know, according to a Smithsonian article um, titled A History of America's Ever-Shifting Stance on Tariffs, tariffs aren't 
a new concept at all. In fact, they go all the way back to the 1760s. You know, Great Britain charged a heavy import duties that increased prices on many desirable goods like glass, lead, paper, and I think everyone remembers tea, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think you can you you can see where that is. You know, that where we're going with that. Well, I feel like you're talking about that uh, certain party in Massachusetts Bay, right? That's that's ex- exactly right, Tony. You know, that famous Boston Tea Party was partly in response to those higher prices. After the American Revolution, tariffs were a major source of revenue for the new American government. So remember, there wasn't a federal income tax until 1913. Tariffs also had a hand in the Great Depression. So many, you know, many economists believe that Herbert Hoover's protectionist move, the Smoot Hall, it was called actually the Smoot Hawley Act in June of 1930, did more harm than good. It was supposed to help the country recover from the stock, you know, the stock market crash of 1929, but it made things even worse internationally. So protection or production booms during World War II and the, the Cold War really led the country to enact fewer tariffs and to focus on aligning with a free trade philosophy. So this philosophy eventually led to the establishment of the World Trade Organization in 1995. So tariffs have actually been around for a long time, uh, but why does it feel like they're relatively new now? Well, really since the 2016 election, Tony, tariffs have been making a comeback. You know, they've been used as a foreign policy tool as much as they've been used as an economic tool. You know, tariffs as high as 25% have been levied against imports from China, Canada, the European Union, South Korea, Brazil, Argentina, and more. So this can also, you know, affect exports from the United States. You know, countries often react to new tariffs by imposing their own on products coming from the United States as well. Oh, okay. So that's why they've been in the news so much these past few years. That's correct, Tony. But, you know, but now that we know what tariffs are and what their history is, so let's look at how tariffs can really affect consumers. So according to the magnifymoney.com article, we mentioned earlier, consumers generally end up paying half to two thirds of tariff costs. So the rest of the tariff is absorbed by the foreign exporters or the U.S. company that's actually importing the product. So with higher end specialized products, the entire cost is sometimes passed on to the consumer. So another factor with highly specialized products is that a company might have no choice but to pay a tariff because they can't find the product anywhere else. Then they pass that extra expense on to their customers. So with lower end products like t-shirts, you know, there's a lot of competition from other countries. So foreign companies often, you know, lower their costs to offset the tariffs. That means on lower end, you know, highly competitive goods, consumers typically don't experience additional tariff cost. But tariffs, you know, have, you know, long, you know, they've really been a long part of the American economy. So currently it seems the era of, of few tariffs and robust free trading is ending. Tariffs will likely continue to dominate the news as governments increasingly use them as economic tools and for, you know, foreign policy tools. So I do hope your conversation today has given you more clarity on the mechanics of the way a tariff does work. Yeah. Yeah, it really has helped. But as usual, our time has just flown by and our time is up for this week's show. Is there anything you want to add before we go? Sure, Tony. You can visit our website at safeharboroh.com. 
or you can give us a call at 614-760-0670. Just reference the radio show. We'll set you up with that complimentary no obligation meeting with me. And when you do come in, we'll start building that financial plan you know, for you to make sure that you do have a successful retirement. You know, at Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors, we provide information to our clients that really can help them make sound financial decisions and build your retirement on a solid foundation. Now, if you have any questions about today's show, feel free to give us a call. Again, that number is 614-760-0670. Join us again for another episode of Financially Fit Radio. Take care and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Financially Fit Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Corey Sickles at Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Call 614-760-0670 or visit their website at financiallyfitoh.com. Corey Sickles and Safe Harbor Retirement Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.